Good morning, podcast listeners. This is Ed Franklin with the Ed Franklin No Limits podcast. Uh, hope you're having a great day. I hope you had a great fourth um, earlier in the week, and this short week is going to roll you into a great weekend. Um, as promised, I, uh, I'm going to do a podcast today about relationships. And the funny thing about it is I started thinking about this more. Um, I, I was thinking about how really how complicated it is. Uh, you could, I could probably do a series on relationships just uh, because there's so many different relationships. We're in business. We have them in, you know, as children, we have relationships with our parents. We have relationships with, you know, spouses, girlfriends, boyfriends, uh, kids. So, um, like I said, it seems like this could be a very long podcast. I'll do my best to keep it short and maybe we revisit this in another, in another uh, podcast. But uh, like always, if you wanted to be a guest or want to be a guest on my podcast, just contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you know somebody that would be a good guest, that we can talk about things like this, leadership, relationships, anything you want to talk about, we can do. Uh, again, edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. I appreciate you listening, and hopefully this will be a good a good. Um, podcast session where you can share with your friends or your kids or whoever you want to share it with. So anyway, thank you for joining me and let's get into it. So as I was thinking about these relationships and, you know, kind of how you manage these when, when we're kids. Um, so everybody's in a relationship with somebody, um, whether it's friendship, like I said, a, it could be a vendor at your business. It could be anything. And we all, it all kind of comes down to expectations, I think. And I actually did a podcast on expectations in the past. And <clears throat> it's, it's one of these things where I can only, I'm not an expert, of course. I can just go off of what the experience that I have over my life. And um, I know when I was a child, I, um, I was, you know, relatively well-liked at school. I got along with other kids. And I had a lot of friends as I was growing up. I went to the same elementary school for seven years kindergarten through sixth grade and we lived in the same neighborhood so I had a lot of friends I went to school with them and we you know we'd play on the weekends and and do whatever so um and those relationships those were good relationships right you had uh you know common likes and sports and things like that and that was kind of your first I think probably the first time that you're in relationships with people um and I have to tell you that I was uh, very fond of girls um, when I was young. So maybe by the time, you know, fifth or sixth grade came along, I was actually entering into little, you know, silly child relationships, but um, with the opposite sex. So, and, and of course, <laughs> when you do that, things get more complicated. But I was fortunate as I, you know, moved on to middle school and high school, I had, seemed like I had a lot of girlfriends uh, and a lot of friends that were girls. And of course, again, a lot of guy friends that we, that I played sports with. Things were a little more simpler back then. We didn't have all these electronics. We didn't have uh, ways to communicate other than a dial phone or in person. So we seemed that, uh, I think our relationships were better because we knew who we were talking to and we knew their families and all that. But as I was um, getting into middle school and high school, I had I think back and I remember a lot of the girls that I dated or went with or whatever you used to call it back then. And they were good relationships. I had, um, I had very nice girls that I hung out with. And um, I just kind of think back to 
I guess my parents were not a great example of a solid relationship, mostly my uh, father, but um, I still managed to do, you know, to get along well and, and manage those relationships. And there was never any talk about expectations, what you expected from the other person. Of course, we were young, we were, you know, we just, whatever example was set for us as a girlfriend and boyfriend, that's what we did. You know, we had, I guess at some level, you had committed to being with that person X amount of days or hours uh, in a day. And that was okay. I mean, I enjoyed being around those people. And um, I'm not going to mention any names in this podcast, but if the person is listening, they'll know who I'm talking about. I was very fortunate in high school to date a girl for a very long time. So we uh, dated her in high school and then when I was out of high school. And although it was a, it was kind of a time zone over seven years, um, we dated probably for five of those years. Most of the time, uh, from my immaturity or whatever, I thought maybe the grass was greener and I would break up with her and go out with somebody else for a short time. But I often came back. And we started dating. She understood. I guess she understood. She didn't kill me. So, um, but until and and that's funny because we dated, uh, you know, through my early te- uh, late teens. And early 20s and we still communicate today so i think that's the, i guess that's a sign that uh we had a good relationship and that um, um you know we understood each other we we discussed things a lot you obviously know that i talked a lot so i probably talked more than in any relationship i know i do that with my wife when we're out places now that i'm the uh, i'm the one that kind of is more overbearing i talk a lot more than she does in a group setting and oftentimes we'll end up um, separated at a party or something where she's talking and that's not super important here. But so as I'm growing up and I'm, you know, having those uh, personal relationships, I'm also going to work. I went to work at 16 in a grocery store and now, you know, the relationships change, right? I have a relationship with a manager, co-workers, um, people who I looked up to, some people I did not look up to. Uh, we had a responsibility. Each of us had a responsibility. And with that came expectations of what each of us were going to do. We had a task to perform and I, I bagged groceries and I stocked groceries. Um, if we had, you know, if somebody gave me an aisle to do that day and the guy next to me had an aisle, we had expectations, right? We had a relationship there. You need to get this done and I'll get this done. And then at the end of the night or in the, in the early morning, we would get together and discuss that relationship. And of course, then you move into more serious relationships like marriage um, and things like that. But let's back up to just these relationships you have on a regular basis. When you go to a store, for instance, and maybe on a regular basis, I go to the same grocery store 90% of the time. And I know the people that work there because I'd known them from another store they worked at. And we have, um, and I go to the store and I pick out what I'm buying. I go to the register. I give them money for that. They, um, in turn, take my money, bag my groceries, do whatever. We have a conversation, maybe a short conversation. But here, these are relationships, too. We have expectations of what they're supposed to do, expectations of what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to pay for the groceries. And to me, they're supposed to be kind, right? I guess that's the way I grew up. Customer service, you're going to get a smiling face. Uh, it's not always that way, but <clears throat> we hope that that's happened and we can, you know, we finish the transaction, I move on 
and those are those relationships and I would have those over and over and over again. Work relationships can be tricky, right? So um, one of the reasons most companies don't like people dating or, um, uh, you know, being married in a, in a, in a uh, work setting is because those relationships can cross over and, you know, alter what those, those people are doing in a regular basis. If your wife's mad at you for something you've done and you're at work, um, you know, it can affect the way, the way you're working, the way she interacts with you, the way she interacts with other people. So kind of makes sense that that's, that's why they do that. Um, I was thinking back on the relationship I have with my parents. Now, this is an interesting one because obviously when we're two or three or four or five years old, we're not telling our, uh, we're not telling our parents that we have expectations of them or we have, you know, we're not telling them what the expectations are. They're more telling us what our, their expectations for us are. And maybe that's getting good grades or cleaning your room or things like that. And as much as we hate that, it's obviously they're trying to teach us a lesson, but that's one of those relationships. I know when we had kids, we had to kind of lay out the plan for the weekend or the day, or, you know, we had certain expectations for them to do things. We were very good at my talking about Kit and I, we were very good with communicating with our kids. We spent a lot of time talking to them and kind of talking to them about relationships, maybe in, in the future and they, you know, they bring home boys and my son would have girlfriends. And so, um, but relationships can be so tricky because a lot of times when you're in an intimate relationship, it's long lasting, like a marriage or maybe you're, you're, you know, you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. We really don't sit down and tell people what we expect from them. We kind of assume they know. And when they don't know, and there's an issue, we get hurt or we, we, um, get irritated by that and it's the same way i mean people always joke about guys how they don't help around the house and and guys have jokes about women and this and that and but i think those those things need to be talked about when kit and i met we had four years of dating and we were both single parents and we had opportunities and took those opportunities to discuss the expectations we had of each other that could not have been more valuable in the long run until this into this day how important that was to have those expectations laid out um we have different responsibilities around the house not because we told each other those are the responsibilities we just kind of took on those responsibilities right she does certain things i do certain things and i don't have a problem with that and she helps me if i need it i help her if she needs it and i always kid with her when after dinner we'll be cleaning up and i'm you know, wiping off the counters or whatever. And I always tell her, look, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that just eats, burps, pushes his plate to the side and goes and watches TV while you clean up. That's not, that's not your job in a relationship. We have a equal respect here and we both want the house to look nice and be clean and things like that. And we want to show the kids that, you know, what, um, you know, what those mutual relationships are, mutual respectful relationships are. So in the future, when they're in a relationship, they can understand what that is. We couldn't have gotten a better compliment than we did last weekend. And, and this has happened before, but we were sitting with uh, the kids. We had a little birthday celebration because we had you know, different milestones happening, 30 years old and me turning 60. And the kids came over and we ate and we kind of joked 
laughed. And but at the end of the night, we sat down and just chatted in the backyard. And the girls um, collectively said, "Look, we looked at your relationship when you were, um, you know, when when we were young, and we were, we had a lot of respect for that relationship. They couldn't remember us fighting. They couldn't remember us arguing about anything. And we don't do we don't argue a lot, or." you know, have disagreements. We are pretty much on the same track. We understand that even though those hurdles were in this together and we're going to get over those hurdles. Now, with all that being said, for those of you who know me, I was married twice before I met Kit. And although uh, they weren't horrible relationships, they ended up ending, right? Ended up ending. I don't know if that's the right sense, but and I can tell you with 100% certainty that my first marriage was because we never sat down and we didn't really know what we were getting into. We had, um, did not have great examples and as relationships um, growing up, our parents were both divorced and uh, we really didn't know what we were doing. Of course, we were young, we knew what to do. We were gonna fix everything, didn't work out that way. And then when you add kids into the mix, it even puts more stress than that on the marriage. And we would have been very, um, it would have been a great advantage to us to learn a little bit more about marriage. What's funny is the Catholic Church, if you're going to get married in the Catholic Church, they require that you go through some classes. And we did. And the classes are horrible. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I've never, they were just horrible. They weren't. They weren't enough. They weren't enough uh, communication, uh, learning communication. We may have been a little too young to, I don't know what the perfect age is to get married. It really depends on the person. But um, it was just horrible uh, advice, really, and very basic and very fast. And, you know, listen, all we wanted to do was get married at the time. So we just went to the classes just to get through them. So we had to dedicate however many hours we had to do in the classes. And we did those. Um, my second marriage, no classes, didn't get married in the Catholic church. Um, my first marriage lasted five years. My second marriage lasted seven years and same thing. I mean, we didn't really know what we were doing. Still young, um, still not understanding. Of course, I knew everything at the time because I was, um, you know, what I was, I 31, 32. So I knew everything and, uh, no one was going to tell me different. And, um, uh, so that marriage failed too. Again, not a bad relationship, just when those expectations were never discussed and we got to that point, it just couldn't sustain itself. And then I met Kit and that's where we, I really did not want to get married when I met Kit again, because I wasn't good at it. So a funny thing, when we did decide to get married after about, I don't know, maybe three, four years, I wanted to get married in the Catholic church again. And they have it a process that you can go through and get an annulment. Um, still kind of a, I don't know. I'm not too sure that those are the smartest things in the world either, but um, we were required to go through classes again. And we were questioned a lot about our relationship, our previous relationship. And, it, and that questioning really helped us kind of look at things and go, yeah, that was, that was probably not too smart. And um, yes, I don't know everything. I had to learn that. And um, at this time, my mom had been, my dad had passed away. My mom was remarried and they had probably the best relationship I've ever seen of two people, a married couple. Um, watching my mom and my stepdad, really wasn't my stepdad because it was older when I got married, but for the sake of the discussion, he was my stepdad. 
and he really treated my mom with this incredible respect and incredible love that he had for her and vice versa. My mom did the same thing. And they had very um, more old school probably relationship than we're used to because they were both older, but it worked. I mean, it really worked for them. And I was so, so happy that my mom finally met, you know, somebody. I loved my dad, but not the greatest husband in the world. And um, I really watched them and they had, they had a super good relationship. I mean, they just did everything together. They were with everybody or with together all the time. And now that doesn't always work for everybody. And it doesn't make, it doesn't mean you have a bad relationship if you can't be with each other all the time. Some people need space. I need space sometimes. Kit needs space. And, um, and we try to respect that and, and, you know, give each other space. So, but, um, so when we were going through, we went to the classes for, we had to drive to Orange County. It was, again, kind of silly. It was just a, we had to put X amount of hours in, maybe eight hours. I don't even know what it was. And the, the class, the people that were teaching the class were a married couple that were Catholic. And there was younger, most of the people in there were a little younger than us because we got married. I got, we got married when I was four, 40. So, um, God, I think so. That's a long time. Yeah, 40 years old. So I was older than most of the people. Most of them were kids in their 20s and that. And what they were, what they were trying to teach us is this communications, um, you know, exercises that were just so patronizing. And um, it's, it's become a joke in our family because we'll do it to each other sometimes just to make fun of the thing. It, it was ridiculous what they were doing and it wasn't effective. And... Um, and uh, anyway, so we, like I said, we had communicated a lot for about four years and um, we, we, I, I, let's say we have the second best relationship I've ever seen, or maybe it's tied with my mom and ski. So just because we, we make it a priority, we talk about it, you know, if there is a disagreement about something, which is rare, um, we kind of get over it, you know. I kind of think of it as siblings when you're a young child and you're fighting with your brothers and sisters on a regular basis. And, you know, you get into it. I remember we, we would have these pylons on a bed, you know, and we'd just be beating each other for whatever stupid reason it was. But by, you know, by, by dinner time, everybody's getting along again. It was, you know, no one had a problem with anything. And I think that's important in a relationship with your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend that you just get over things, you know, you gotta, you gotta decide what, what's the cost of hanging on to that pain or the, you know, whatever decision, decision they made or whatever. And I think too many people hold on to things. And I think that typically, uh, I might get shot for this, but typically women hold on to grudges a little bit longer. That may not be the case in your life, but that's what I have found in mine. Um, I think guys get over stuff quicker because they don't want to deal with it. So it's a double-edged sword. I think women want to get it laid out and get it, you know, get it resolved. And guys don't want, they just don't want to do the, They don't want to do a process of resolution, right? So they just get over it quicker or say they're over it. They may not. Um, and speaking of that, um, I think there's, there's times in marriages and I see this a lot. So I'm, I'm really, uh, I really watch people a lot when we're in a setting. So we were at a we were at a, a party last weekend, another party, and I was just kind of I just kind of watch how people communicate, and it's interesting to me and and how 
you know, how different marriages succeed when it doesn't look like they should. It's not my business, whatever they want to do, that's up to them. It's their relationship. But I think that a lot of times, and guys and girls do this, they hang on to something, right? Maybe, I don't know, guy looks at a girl wrong and the, the woman watches him do that. And then, and then she might hang on to it or vice versa, where a guy, um, I have a lot of relationships with women in business. I have a lot of friends that are in business and um, a lot of friends that are women. I just, you know, I have seven daughters. I had two sisters. I have a mom. I, I get along great with women most of the time. Um, so I don't really, I don't really separate a relationship with, with a woman versus a guy. I, they're my friends. We talk about friend stuff. Uh, expectation wise, and I want to get back to that word expectations because of some friend friendship expectations. Um, so, and I'm not a jealous person. So, if you know, if kid has a friend, a guy friend she wants to go out to lunch with, she's fine, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, we've been in the same town for a long time for all of our lives. She's bound to have made friends with guys and went to school with guys and have friends, and it's okay. Uh, I've known men in my life that are so jealous that are so ridiculously over the top um checking their husbands you know, checking their wife's phone doing all these things um and it just makes for a bad relationship because you, you lose the concentration of all the good things if you're looking at these bad things all the time had a friend at a grocery store who i don't know she did something with a guy i don't know if it was she just have some kind of relationship outside of her relationship and then the guy doesn't trust her now for now i've known her for five years and then it really hurts her that there's no trust there and my recommendation they should either break up or just the guy needs to get over it i don't know i'm not a marriage counselor or anything and um, you just gotta you know jealousy is really one of these it's kind of like hate it just eats you from the inside out um i got news for you if you're that jealous and your uh, significant other is going to go do something, somebody, they're going to go do it. So, um, and that just tells me that the relationship's not meant to be or it's going to last in the drink. So this friendship thing I mentioned, because of my business dealings over the last, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, I've met so many people in San Diego. I do a lot of networking. I make a lot of friends and I say friends, I guess maybe acquaintances. I don't know how to classify those. Um, and some of those business relationships turn into really good friendships. I have a friend that I try to uh, get out and see once a month, or maybe we've even talked about going once a week and just start. He's, he's a good he's a good person to bounce things off. He's a really smart guy, um, a little younger than me, but has had a great business um, for a long time. And um, We've never talked about what expectations of each other are, although we do communicate on a regular basis. So when I text him, when you text somebody, you're expecting them to text you back. That makes sense, right? So that's that expectation. You're expecting them to get back to you. When they don't get back to you, all kinds of things go through our head. And of course, we didn't have this to deal with when we were younger because we had phones. And... Um, for, oddly enough, I'm too old for even when I was a kid, we didn't have answering machines either. So if somebody called your house and you didn't answer, you just, they just didn't answer. It wasn't because you didn't like them. It wasn't because you didn't want to talk to them. It's because you weren't there or 
you know, you couldn't hear the phone or whatever the reason was. It, it didn't seem to be such a problem back then. I get irritated when I text somebody and they don't text me back or I post something on Facebook and they don't uh, respond to it. That, that's so childish in, in a lot of ways, but we're so used to this instant um, gratification, this instant response that we've kind of gotten to that point. And it's, it's caused problems in relationships. I have this thing with Kit, when I'm out on a sales thing, I don't answer the phone. I don't answer the phone from another customer if I'm with a customer. That customer's time that I'm with is their time. So people need to leave me a voicemail. Um, Kit and I, she never calls me. She, um, she texts, she'll text me. And usually she won't even do that until I tell her I'm done with the meeting. She's just that respectful of my time. And she knows that I'm with the customer. She knows where I'm at. <clears throat> I don't have to share my location with her. She's uh, out of town this weekend for um, an event she needed to attend. And she told me she shared her location with me. And I went on my phone. I can't even figure out how to find out what her location is. So I know where she is. It doesn't, you know, she'll text me if she needs something or I'll text her. So I just, I, I think this uh, technology has made us, uh, it's kind of, we used to call it the electronic leash, right? When we had, when I worked at Pepsi, I had a beeper, a radio, and then we got phones later. And I still had the beeper. So people would, I'd get, you know, from my mechanics, they would beat me and I'd have to call them back at that number they were at. Um, and I didn't, but at some point we didn't have a phone. So we'd have to pull over and uh, get a pay phone. If you don't know what those are, young people, look it up online. So um, back to the friend thing. What's, what's bothered me about business relationships that I became good friends with the people is not not getting to me on a regular basis. Um, I try to sit down at my computer during the week and connect with people, right? Just somebody I haven't seen in a while. Hey, how you doing? I've had friends that have lost spouses. I've had friends that have, um, you know, been in accidents that were sick, that were whatever. And I will try to reach out to them on a regular basis. Uh, if their name pops up somewhere, I'll just shoot them a quick email or something. And I don't get a, a lot of response. So, and I don't know if it's, they're not getting the email if they just say, well, I'll get back to them in a minute and they forget. But that's important to me, by the way. Um, me personally, it might not bother you at all, but I like, if I send an email, I'm sending it for a response. I'm not sending it just to give you information unless I say that in the email. This is just for information. You don't need to get back to me. Um, so relationships, I mean, they're so difficult. We're in, we're in so many different types of relationships. Some with high expectations, some, we don't really expect much at all. Um, with my kids, those expectations have changed over the years. Obviously, when they were younger and they, we got them phones because of just for safety reasons. And the internet were, or the social media wasn't where it is now back then when they were in school. But it was there. And, um, but we didn't, weren't that concerned that they were using it in the wrong way. They could have been, but I'm not going to. Um, I think it's a big deal to trust people that are in your household, especially. So I would never go through their rooms or anything like that or their phone. I wouldn't check their call logs. I wouldn't do any of that. And as they've gotten older, my expectations have become less, if that makes any sense. I mean, they don't have to answer to me. They're adults. Um, I love it when they call me or text me and we get into a conversation about, and they want advice. I love, I love my kids. When they ask me for advice and I try to give them the best advice I can, 
Um, you understand when you're making decisions at their age versus my age, there's two different processes to making that decision. Mine's usually more, a little bit more laid back. Let's see what happens. You gotta, you don't know if you have all the facts yet. Um, kids tend to make quicker decisions, feeling that they have a sense of urgency. And uh, I did the same thing, but a lot of times it was, um, it wasn't urgent at all. You know, we develop urgency in our mind. So anyway, so as they get older, I, of course, I expect them to get back to me, but I also understand they have families, they're busy, they have jobs, they have, they're very hard workers, most, you know, most all of them are hard workers, so they probably spend more than the average time at work, and they have other friends, they don't, um, when we were kids and they would hang out with friends, I usually knew the family, so the families would hang out together, obviously that's not the case anymore, I don't hang out with my daughter's friend's parents, I don't even know who they are. So your expectations change. It's kind of a relief in a lot of ways because you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to um, have those expectations. And they don't have the expectations of me. They don't have, I don't have to support them. I don't have to be home when they're, you know, when they're doing, so. I don't need to, I don't need to do that. So that's kind of the other part of this whole piece or other part. There's 5 million parts of the relationship pieces is I don't have to answer to anybody. The older I get, the less I have to answer to anybody. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of nice in a lot of ways, but um, I still would like to see my relationships that I had in business that turned, that were friendships, um, be a little bit more active. And maybe there's something I can do about that. Maybe I need to reach out more. Um, I, think, I think there's kind of levels of how you, you know, converse with somebody. You could go from, I could be talking to you live. I could be talking to you like this. As it goes up, I could send you an email. I could send you a text. Obviously, a text seems a little more personal, seems a little bit more direct. Um, the reason I like texting is I don't like bothering people on the phone and calling them. I don't mind talking on the phone, but I don't want to interrupt them in something or send a voicemail. Then this is another thing they have to do. Um, I love an Apple, how it'll transcribe my voicemail so I can see who it is. Um, so I can make sure it's not another person calling me about a car warranty. But I guess, you know, the bottom line of this whole podcast was that how important relationships are in our life and how frequent we're in relationships, whether we're, like I said, at a grocery store, at a party, um, you know, if we're in a romantic relationship or a marriage or it's your fiance or friends, you know, I've watched people <clears throat> obviously in my life get into relationships, kind of look at their relationship and go, yeah, that's not going to last. And I've been wrong a few times, which I'm glad I was wrong. I'm glad they still have that relationship. Other relationships I thought were really good, going well, and then they end. So, um, and you never know why they end. It's not my business. Um, I think one of the hardest things when you get older and your friends, so since Kit and I got, a little, got married when we were a little older, um, we were watching our friends go through divorces, right? For whatever reason. Could have been infidelity, could have been a hundred different things. It's not my business again, but it's odd because now maybe they were part of your you know, circle of friends or they were somebody you did stuff with a couple times a month. And for those of you who know me, there's a couple of people that this has happened to. And uh, it's kind of odd now. I can't, you know, and then when you're with, if you're, if they're not, if you see them and they're not in a couple, they're not a couple anymore. It's just one of the people that's strange too. Um, because it, it's kind of uncomfortable, you, you know, you're, 
and then maybe they bring somebody else with them to a party or something and it's uh it's odd and i try to be respectful it's just in the back of my mind it's just it's not it's uh, it's not that it's not right it, to me it's not right you just i'm just used to seeing this gal and you brought this gal and they're so both super nice very you know i like talking to both of them but it's just not the same as it was for 25 years if that makes any sense at all and that'll happen to you and i always tell my kids when they were going through high school you know they would there's obviously high school drama or whatever goes on i didn't have a lot of that i wasn't at school much but not because i did it's because i was i went to school and went to work but uh, i would tell the kids you know these relationships a lot of them are not going to last they're just because of you know you go to different colleges you go you move around you meet people that are outside of that high school circle and they you know you beat people in the military they go out of town there's all kinds of reasons those relationships won't last it's not necessarily bad it's just that things change over the time and um and it's funny i've said this before in my podcast that i have more friends in high school now than i had in high school and it's kind of because you start coming down to earth you know you've had unfortunately you've had tragedies divorces deaths um all kinds of different things that kind of make bring you back down to earth you know we lose our parents changes our whole life and we lose our parents and um you know you know it's going to happen but you never expect it uh, i had a fantastic probably one of when i when i i will tell you on a regular basis my greatest success in life is who i've surrounded myself with right my family my friends the people at the grocery store i go to that grocery store just because of those people because we built this relationship over the years and it's it's fun and they know my kids and they know you know what they knew they know when my birthday is they know all kinds of things about me and vice versa i do for them too and we do that but um i had when my dad passed away at night i was 19 years old i worked nights and my mom was kind of retired basically so i would come home and young mom right so i was uh she was like in her 40s and um I would, we'd have these great conversations. I mean, about life, about my dad, about, um, she'd tell me about her family. She'd tell me about her growing up. She lost her dad at 10 years old and had like this, the worst stepdad you could have in her eyes. And uh, he was an asshole by the way. But um, so we had these great like person to person. It was like, I almost say she was one of my peers instead of my mom anymore, right? I was past the point. She didn't need to tell me what to do. I worked. I would ask her for advice on a regular basis about work. Um, and it was very, I, it's one of the reasons I miss my mom so much, but it's also the reason why when she did pass away in 1997, that I felt so um, at peace with it because I had spent the time um, with her and I got to know her and I, I'm sure she's in heaven. I don't think I'll see her there because I'm, probably gonna have to make some stops first but she's just beautiful wonderful woman and uh, the strength of our family kept our family together and did all these wonderful things and there's so much respect and love for my mom and uh but that time we got to spend together was just it's it was priceless i mean uh, gosh she knew you know she was super nice to the girls i dated she would feed them or whatever uh, she was just really cool and um and I miss her for that and talk to her on a regular basis in my head. And, uh, and then my stepdad, um, after, um, 
after she passed away, ended up moving in with us and the kids in 2005, I think. If Kit was here, she'd probably correct my years. But And I had a great relationship with him, too. Prior to him moving in with us, we had the same kind of relationship. We had a lot of conversations about his life. And he had a really fascinating life, uh, being in the Navy for 20 years and being at Pearl Harbor the day after it happened. And um, he was a very good Catholic, knew a lot about the religion, could you know answer questions for me. He got me into the Knights of Columbus. Uh, treated my kids like his own. They, they weren't blood by any means, but that never stopped him. Um, Kit does the same thing with my kids, treats them like they're her daughters. Doesn't, I never really have heard. I don't think they've ever felt that she didn't believe that she was their mother. And that's no uh, offense to their mothers. Um, but when they were here, they had a very loving, you know, very loving relationship with my wife. And now as, as adults, I get to do, I get to have these conversations with my kids, these real life, like peer conversations. Like my kids, especially my, all of them, all of them, they're all smarter than me in a lot of areas, right? Uh, and I love learning from them, right? They, because I have access to their brain, to their mind, right? And I can ask them questions and they can, and they give me information and they teach me technology and they do all these great things. And I get to watch them raising their kids and, then I even ask them for advice sometimes. There's a business venture I'm looking at right now, and I've called both my daughter and my son regarding this, and I'll probably call a couple more of the kids just to talk to them about it. Um, and how awesome is that to have kids you can call and, <laughs> and get advice from on things that there's no reason I would know that, especially with technology. I mean, it moved a lot faster and as I was an older person than I was younger. But... Um, yeah, I kind of never really thought of that. I kind of have that same relationship, although it's not as close, but technology allows us to be closer that um, I can have that with my kids that my mom had with me. So that's really, that's really awesome. Um, and then I had a good relationship with my real dad. It was just kind of on his terms. He had an, enough problems on his, on his own plate, but when he was, you know, not doing the things he shouldn't have been doing, um, he was that badass dad, right? He's tough as shit. He just... He played sports. He'd go to the gym with us and play basketball. Um, he worked on motorcycles and cars, and I would do that with him. And we'd chat about stuff, and he'd tell me about his childhood. And that was awesome. So I know I'm getting a little long-winded here, but I guess just the bottom line is that there's so many relationships we have in our life, so many different types of relationships that we really need to nurture those relationships. Let me tell you something. I never want to be alone in my life, right? I never want to not be able to call up one of my friends if I'm feeling down or feeling good, vice versa, you know, either way, and be able to converse with somebody. I had lunch with a super longtime friend yesterday. She took me out for my birthday, and um, I texted her when we were done, just thanking her for that. She says, "I'm the long, I'm her longest uh, guy friend that she's been." And I just thought that was kind of cool. So, you know, we've known each other since I was, man, since I was 24. So, I don't know, 36 years we've known each other and we've stayed in touch over the years. Um, and that's just awesome. And I have, I have another friend in Poway that I've known since I was 12. And although we don't talk as much as we used to, his life's changed a lot. Um, I'd, I'd like to rekindle that relationship because it's just so important. We just went through so much together. 
And he was just my right-hand guy for so long. And um, I missed that relationship. But we have very different lifestyles now. And for whatever reason, the way I grew up, the way he grew up, the way he was raised, the way I was raised, just different. I, you know, he's had one marriage. I've had three. So um, we're a very different person. But he's the sweetest guy in the world and would do anything for you. And I need to. Uh, after having this talk now, I need to contact him because um, I shouldn't have let that slip away. And he shouldn't have either. So I had to smack him around for that. But I tell you, it's it's daunting to be in a bad relationship, right? And I'm not an advocate of getting divorced or anything like that. I'm an advocate of communication, right? We always have to be communicating with each other. And as hard as they tried in that pre-caner class, I told you about the kid and I went to, they were talking about communicating the way they were doing it was just very condescending to me and kid we both agreed that it was very way very condescending but there's so many effective ways to communicate and the first one is to get away from everybody else right take your wife out take your husband out go to the beach stand at the beach stand outside go for a walk do something with no one else around voice those concerns be honest with people look i didn't really like when you did that kind of hurt my feelings. Hey, no problem. I didn't mean to do it. I'll do, we'll do that again. Uh, which brings me to two stories I just thought of. I had a friend of mine that's, uh, he texted me about somebody he's just starting to date and I was uh, being trying to be funny. And sometimes my humor uh, isn't funny to the people listening. It's funny to me. Kit thinks I'm funny, but this guy did not think I was funny. With that being said, he had texted me he texted me and then ended up calling me because he was so upset about what I said. And I said, look, I'm just really care about what it comes down to. I don't want to see you get involved in something that, um, especially on a, on a uh, technology relationship, right? Like a dating site or whatever, because you don't really know what you're getting into and you have assets and you have uh, children and you have uh, grandchildren on the way and you need to be careful and protect yourself because no, not everybody's nice out there. Some people want to take things from you. And um, it, it appears that everything's working out. Uh, pretty large age difference that I was kind of critical of. But then as I started thinking about it, I do know several people that have had big age differences in their marriages and relationships. And they worked out fine. It's not for me to say. I mean, I don't know. Um, Kit and I have, we're six years apart, which is like, seems like nothing. Um, so it was really, you know, uh, I still make fun of him because I make fun of everybody, by the way, but, um, I'm, you know, it's, it, first of all, I told him, I said, look, it's not my business what you do. It's your money. It's your life. We don't hang out on a regular basis. He's kind of looking for some support or, you know, blessing or whatever. And, but that's not my job to do. And I wish he wouldn't do that, but he does. And I should be respectful of his, of his life. Um, funny thing on Facebook, I'm on Facebook a lot, probably way too much. Um, I do it for business. I do it for, uh, I try to motivate people. I, I have maybe 5,000 friends and I told you before why so many in Florida, I have no idea, but why not? I mean, it's fun. Um, and I watch relationships on there, right? So we have some friends, uh, a gal that I went to school with and I, um, and they do a lot of things with another couple and I'm friends with that couple too. And I, and I really love, I, I hope they're listening to this and I hope they know who I'm talking about, but they go camping and they go out to dinner and they go riding bikes. And it's these two couples that just, 
have really hit it off and they just have this really great relationship. And I think it's real. I don't think it's a Facebook perfect relationship. I really think that they genuinely love to hang out with each other. And it seems the guys and the gals get along and everybody's happy. And um, I'm always excited to see a post of what they're doing because I kind of live vicariously through them. They have, we have grandkids at home and their grandkids are with their parents where they should be. And, um, and uh, it's just nice to see these people enjoying life. I think they're retired or close to, and it's just really cool. They look great. They look young. They look like they're having fun. And um, I don't know, it's just awesome. And I see, I see other people, you know, when people have an anniversary or um, they're having a birthday, it's always good to see, you know, people. And you can kind of tell, I think, when they, you know, how they're smiling and things like that, um, that things are going well. And, you know, you get to a point, Kit and I will be married in March, we'll be married 20 years. And although that sounds like a big number, it hasn't felt like that. It's been that long. Um, we've, we've been through a lot of stuff. Um, not, not really any of it that we produced um, drama-wise. But since we have a big family and we have, have a lot of friends, we seem to get, um, we're affected by it. We'll just say that. We're not pulled into it, but we're definitely affected by it. And we listen, we just want what's best for our friends. We want what's best for you out there listening I want, I want to help people. I want to encourage them. I want to give them advice uh, with always the caveat that this is what I would do. I'm not saying that you should do this, but it, it, with the information I have, this is kind of what I would do. It could be bad advice. I don't know. That's up to you to decide. But um, anyway, uh, I'm sure, like I said, we could talk about this for 10 podcasts because it's just something you have to deal with every day. But I guess the, the two things, um, and I looked up the, the definition of relationships before I got on here, and it was about connecting, right? You're connected with something, someone, some group, some whatever. Everything we do is built on a relationship, right? And uh, some of them are, you know, very romantic or intimate, and some of them are just casual. But I think the key, the biggest key for anything, and I think this is just the secret of life is communication. You know, what do you expect? What did I do that upset you? Um, this friend that I was at lunch with yesterday, years ago, I said something to her that was, uh, I thought I was giving her sound advice, or I thought I was just giving her sound information. I wasn't even advice. And I don't think we talked for like five or six years. I hurt her feelings that bad. I had to go back and kind of apologize and say, look, I was just it wasn't ill-intended, but we have to be careful with that because there's a way we say things. You know, it's the old thing when you come out of the come out of the room and you say, "Hey, we're going out to dinner." Uh, do I would this is just should I wear this? And you get the uh, oh no, that looks great. Yeah, that's man. Now I look underdressed. That's that's the fun part of it. Or when they go, I don't know, man. No, it looks fine. We'll be fine. I mean, if they say it that way, of course. So that's that communication key you have to work on. Everybody used to work on that once in a while. Look, the last thing I ever, I'm so far from perfect, it's not even funny. I mean, uh, I, I get nervous when we're in church sometimes, the friggin' ceiling's gonna come down on me. But um, but I think I'm a good communicator. I, I've worked on that. It's not been easy um, just because the way I grew up and the time I grew up. I have to be a little bit more, a little bit more vulnerable, really. And this podcast has really helped me do that to kind of talk about things that I not normally wouldn't talk about. 
kind of open up my life to people, um, not as a narcissist, but as kind of advice, right? This is, this is what was going down in my life when I had to make a decision like this. And um, do I, re I don't regret my relationships, my, uh, my two, I, I hate to say failed marriages because we both, I had three kids out of each marriage and the kids are fantastic. And I get along with my exes. We communicate on a regular basis. Um, so they weren't failed marriages. They were, let's say trial marriages. I don't know how you even say it, but, and I think that um, uh, I learned a lot from them and I hope they learned something from me. And like I said, we're still learning because we still have kids to deal with together, um, grandkids to deal with together. So uh, the reality is, is the best way to, to do that in the future is just to communicate, have good relationships with people. Um, when I feel like there's some stress level coming up with somebody, I'll usually try to diffuse it. Um, uh, I see these, uh, yeah, so I see online all kinds of things that would, that would probably escalate the situation. When we were in Las Vegas, there's always those couples that are not getting along, and I don't want to ask, I don't want to be around that when it escalates. And um, I don't want any part of that. I want part of positivity. I want part of your positivity. I want you to hope that I'm a good influence on your life and that maybe I post something that's, you know, that's good for you. And that's our relationship. Um, maybe I post something on Facebook that you guys enjoy. Uh, I get a lot of times I'll post something and people say, man, that I really needed that. And that just warms my heart that I, I didn't do it on purpose, but uh, I'm glad that people are at least paying attention to what I'm doing. So enough rambling. Listen, I know most of the people that listen to this, I love all you guys. Um, I love that you listen. I love that you're sharing my podcast when you get an opportunity. Um, I think young people could benefit from my podcast and I'm trying to steer it more towards that. So they just kind of see that, you know, your life is going to go on and the sun's going to come up and why not be happy if there's, if there's a, you know, if you have a choice, why not be happy? And you do have a choice every day. So this is, my name's Ed Franklin. This is the Ed Franklin No Limits podcast. You can listen to me on iHeart, uh, iTunes, Spotify. If you go to my, if you watch this live or not live, if you watch it, go to YouTube when you're there, please subscribe to my channel. And um, you can contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest, you know somebody who want to be a guest, it would be interesting. And um, I love you for listening. And I'll think of something to come up with next week. Hopefully it resonates with you. And um, like I said, I really appreciate you listening. And I can't thank you enough. So have a great weekend. And um, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much.